Hello, I'm Ian Abernethy, and you're listening to Karate Cafe. Paul, stop. Stop calling me. Welcome to Karate Cafe, your source for martial arts conversations since 2005. Karate Cafe is sponsored by Piranha Gear. Visit piranagear.com for all your martial arts equipment needs. And now, here's your hosts... Paul Wilson and Dan Williams. Hello again, everybody. It's Paul here with another episode of Karate Cafe, our first episode of 2016. And off my center line, as ever, is my good friend Dan Williams. Dan, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Um, your your energy level sounds a little low. It's, you didn't uh, you didn't quite punch it like you usually do. What's going on? Oh man, my voice is killing me. I had a, <laughs> this um, in Austin. Any any of our Austin listeners, which we now apparently have some. Hey, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, uh, it's, we have this thing called cedar fever and, and I didn't have uh, allergies until I moved here. And now finally, after about three years, it finally, um, caused me to tap out. And, uh, <laughs> my voice was, was, a, a deaf versions of Clint Eastwood and Heartbreak Ridge. Like, and ice. Talking like this and whatnot, yeah. you know, and, um, so trying to teach class was, you know, I got to sound like a drill instructor for, for, for a night, but, um, but I, sometimes I, that works with the ladies too, you know. Sometimes it works. I, well, I wouldn't know. I'm happily married. Um, <laughs> well, with the lady in that case. Exactly. Not so much. Uh, it, it, it's, it was mostly derivations of what? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, uh, yeah. So my, my, my voice is, uh, uh, is, is husky and sexy, which I'm sure many, many of our listeners will enjoy and probably laugh at, but, um, <laughs> Much better than the last two days, but this is not really necessarily the reason why we've been on our hiatus for the month. Yeah, uh, you know, we kicked it off big with our interview with Ian Abernathy. Uh, I know, and got, which I unfortunately could not make. Which I know, totally sucked, <laughs> and um, uh, and he missed you too. Uh, but, yeah, I'm sure. Um, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to we'll get to the fallout of or the upshot uh, for that in a minute. But Dan, you also had your own like. Yes. Uh, so, you know, it's, uh, it's involves government secrets and I can't really talk about it. I'll just say, um, you know, SEAL Team 6 and training and, um, you know, it was that and the fact that I also had a detached retina. Um, mostly the, the, mostly the detached retina problem. Um, and I don't know, you know, detached retina is actually something that um, is is a martial arts injury. Um, that's not the way it happened for me. I mean, it it could have been, you know, I, I'd go the, with that. I'd, I'd yeah, that. yeah. I'll just call it a martial arts cage injury. Man and, well, you know, the thing is, is that you get hit in the head enough, and things, you know, add up, and and and. Uh, eventually, um, you know, your retina detaches. So. Uh, that's kind of what happened for me, uh, and essentially what it is is your retina peels away from the back of your eyeball, uh, and it uh, the the surgery was not a big deal, but the recovery was um, not super fun at all. I had to essentially have my head face down for a couple of weeks, and um, you know it was just uh, it's kind of a bummer. Um, also, in the meantime, I have switched jobs, so <laughs> I was I was reattaching my retina and switching jobs all in the same month. We're, we're probably the, the most job switching podcast. It's crazy. I, it, it, you know, it would be fascinating to like listen to all of them to see right. how many times yeah. we switch jobs because this is also kind of a diary, you know? Right or move? Oh, yeah, and it's it, so it's kind of fun <clears throat> because um, and we'll get to that in a minute about um, the listenership, but. <clears throat> You know, uh, and again, I guess it's my, my shameless plea. Uh, you know, we don't do this for a living as, as much as we'd love to. Yeah. And, and again, another reason why we, we totally dig in is because somehow he has managed to figure out how to make a living out of it. He's got the secret sauce there. And, uh, you know, so, uh, yeah, vicissitudes of life and, and work and whatnot is one of the things that kind of gets in the way of, mm-hmm. of us producing this lovely po- podcast that so many people have enjoyed for so many decades now. Um, but yeah, we, uh, <laughs> Um, so yeah, let's, uh, let's talk about, so, um, the Ian Abernathy interview, uh, it was kind of a, a perfect storm, um, <clears throat> because I talked to him, he was also coming to Texas for a seminar, uh, I was supposed to go to the seminar, but I couldn't due to financial issues with the end of the year uh. and whatnot, uh, so I wasn't going to go, but then I, 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 I gently reached out to, uh, our podcast sponsor, Bill, at Piranha Gear. What? Yeah, and said... 
excuse me, sir, may I have more? Oh, no way. <laughs> and he was like, hell yeah. You know, oh, and that's he says, I love you, awesome Abernathy. So, that's so he, fantastic. Hooked up, he hooked me up with a trip. Uh, they're all expenses paid, first class, all the way, three hours to Dallas. Um, Dang. Uh, he gave us some shirts, so we gave Ian a shirt. Um, uh, and we will get into, the purpose of this show is actually a debrief of that. Um, but uh, <clears throat> anyway, moving on to that, I contacted the guy who uh, was uh, coordinating the, the seminar. And, uh, you know, I let him know we did the interview. But anyway, that interview kind of made us blow up a little bit, which we, you know, uh, we we were getting some shows out pretty regular-like. Mm-hmm. And then that was kind of our final show of t- 2016. And we got so many listeners internationally and, and, and locally when we put it on Twitter, our Twitter. We got a bunch of people on Twitter. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> it, was, it was pretty amazing. So uh, thank you for all our new listeners that are yeah. listening. Uh, sorry you have to hear this first one, which is, you know, my horrible voice. Well, and hello from me. You know, yeah, they haven't heard me yet. Exactly. And like, you know, Dan's covering one eye while he talks in the, in the <laughs> mic. Um, but like, I mean, so we didn't do anything in January because Dan, again, doing the Netflix and ill uh, yes. Uh, later. Netflix and ill. Yes, yeah, that's for sure. It. Yeah, that's uh, nice. I but like But we that. got almost 900 uh, downloads in the last month without him really doing anything. Whew. And a lot of them, the majority of them, well, uh, over 100 of them for that month was of the interview with with Ian. So wow. that was because he actually he reposted it too. He he contacted me and said, "Do you mind if I just tag it and then I'll repost it on my podcast?" Which I thought was really super duper awesome. Well, you know, I did download that 900 times. I don't know if I let you know that. Uh, well, you had nothing yeah. to do, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> One good eye, and you click, you click, you click. One good eye, I'm like, I'm just um, going to make him excited, download that 99 times. Yeah, that's, and, uh, that's great. Uh, it's, yeah. you know, it's a skew. But, <clears throat> but we got, I mean, a bunch of international listeners, probably because he has such an international presence. Yeah, I mean, um, really, I think that, um, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know... I think maybe it was the interview that I was listening to and where, where he talked about the fact that really like the people around his town and stuff don't, don't know him right. uh, for, for being, you know, a, a, a famous uh, karate guy. And it's, it's, it's weird to think he's probably much more well-known internationally than he is, you know, in his own hometown. I know that, that kind of, you know, that was one of the things I really wanted to talk about. I mean, you know, everyone talks about all the great things he does about Kata, but I really wanted to get talk to, you know, speak to like, you know, the martial artist guy. Yeah. And, you know, when he said like, you know, oh yeah, my dojo, you know, we haven't raised rent in forever and we're actually kind of losing money every month. And, right. You know, he is just like us, you know, so. Uh, you're right. We can uh, do it too. I know it. Yeah. You know, so, <clears throat> so, so that was kind of a, a, a treat. But anyway, but we got a huge, you know, kind of a spike after that. And unfortunately yeah. we didn't get to do the thing. So, uh, I reached out, uh, Bill hooked us up. Uh, we traveled to the seminar. Um, <clears throat> and so, uh, it, it was, it was fantastic. There were people there. You know, from uh, all over the United States, you know, it wasn't just uh, Texas people. There were, you know, quite a few Texas people that were there from uh, the people that were hosting it. But there were people from like Pennsylvania and New York wow. and Florida, California, Washington State. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was, um, because it was also, I guess it was an instructor certification class. Oh, okay. For him. And so for people in his, in the WCA, uh, uh, World Combat Association that, yeah. That, that he's a part of. And that was for people who wanted instructor certification for them. And they kind of, that was the only one I think he was going to have in the United States for the rest of the Interesting. year. Interesting. You know, I, I would be curious. I, I, I wouldn't mind having him talking to, being able to talk to him again about the WCA. I've, in listening to his, his podcasts and things, he talks about the, the WCA. And, um, I know that, um, you know, especially being the, the kind of martial artist that, uh, does a lot of like, you know, garage, dojos and people who create their own styles and things like that it's really hard for people that are um unhappy with their current organization that want to separate from their organization but don't want to lose the credentials that come along with it um it's really impossible then to have any kind of credentials uh, or resume without the support of your organization and it, it puts you in a really tough position then right yeah and that's a, that's a component of the uh, the seminar that I want to talk about yeah in, in a bit uh, one of the, one of the uh, promises that that I had to make to um, bill and in, 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 in 
as well as like, you know, he's, you know, I'm going to send you some t-shirts, make sure you can get the t-shirt, uh, <clears throat> was, um, just kind of debriefing the seminar. And I told Ian, I said, I'm going to kind of debrief the seminar because I don't think I've ever heard anybody talk yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm not going to give away any of the secret sauce, I don't think. Uh, a lot of the stuff that you see in his videos, you know, it says, you know, filmed at, uh, he was very ah. good about making sure that everyone got a chance to shoot the things that he was, uh, covering. Oh, that's um, nice. As, as someone who's put on Bunkai seminars before, I was, it was, uh, also a, a, a lesson for me because I was watching how he conducted it. Um, right. You know, was, there's that, that, that learning how to, how to teach as well as the content. Right. I mean, you know, and he does, so he does this all the time. So it's very, uh, you know, and I mean, even though, you know, it's kind of like seeing a comedian, it's like, oh yeah, I've seen him do that in a video before, but, there's always going to be some new permutation that comes out of it, and there's always going to be, you know, seeing it, you know, live is, is always. Well, that's the thing. Right. There's going to be subtle differences that you you could you'll notice live that right. you won't see on a video or something. Right. So um, anyway, so we got there, and um, so like on Friday night was just the, the the Funakoshi throws that he was talking about, and you know, um, so and it was only a few hours. It was like six to eight or five to eight or something like that. It was just a few hours, <clears throat> but. Um, so we got there, you know, we all sat down and, you know, and we're listening to him talk and, and whatnot. And, um, it was, it was kind of funny because in my head, I was wondering, cause it was at a boys club. I'm like, well, they're probably going to change it in a changing room or the bathroom or whatever. And it would be kind of, you know, awkward running into Ian in the bathroom. You know, you don't want to like, and yeah. I'm, in, I'm in there changing and sure enough, <laughs> and he walked. So, <laughs> so the first time I met one of my martial arts superheroes was in the bathroom. Right. Uh, you, you know, know, that, that keeps, keeps you humble. It does. It, well, I mean, I, luckily I had my pajamas on at that point, but, uh, <laughs> but the great thing is he, he was talking to a guy, he walked in and he recognized somebody from, you know, his travels or whatnot. And then he turned yeah. around and he saw me and he's like, Hey! And I'm like, <laughs> Oh my gosh, he totally just recognized me. So, <clears throat> you know, that was, that was like my, my total fanboy moment. <laughs> and, you know, he's like, Hey, good to see you in person, blah, blah, blah. And, um, so That's I, too cool. I, I skibbied out and went um, to go, you know, kind of warm up on the floor. And I, I was up in the stands. My wife and son were there uh, for a minute. And <clears throat> I'm talking to him, whatever. I turn around and Ian walked like right. I mean, he came in and walked straight up to me. Yeah. And he was like, oh, you know, so he met my wife and kids, which, you know, they. He probably knew you best out of anybody there. <laughs> well, no, he actually was really surprising. He kept running into people and he was like, hey, man, how you doing? Oh, I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah. So, no, you know, I mean, I was. That's I, cool. I, you know, but I was like, wow, he came and walked directly up to me and talked. Cause I mean, we'd only <laughs> talked a couple of weeks ago, right? And, and, right. But it was still, it was, a, it was kind of a jazz, but he, you know, he was incredibly open. Um, and one of the things he said, like at the start was, don't hesitate to ask me a question. That's yeah. what I'm here for, you know? So, right. um, so there was no, well, I mean, the first time I was like, I'm not going to bother him with the, the, you know, getting a picture and stuff, but like people were constantly were all the time and he was, so gracious I mean, you know, the entire time. Yeah. Um, but yes. Yeah, so well, we just, and honestly, you know, I th I think that's that's probably an important thing, as as far as you know, learning to do those seminars and stuff is that really, if if it was a seminar where he just stood up somewhere and talked at everybody, that's not a whole lot different than watching a video on the internet. You know, it's so the in person experience has to be dramatically different than just watching somebody do something and that kind of interaction i'm guessing is what people find most valuable out of you know doing all the travel that these people did and the you know the the money the time and expense that it takes to get to see someone in person is is that is being able to to you know get pictures with them and stuff yeah, 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 it was, I mean, cause you don't want to go there and be like, oh man, he was totally like aloof and, you know, he was like, right. whatever. No, he was, he was very, um, he, he, he is just like he appears in the video. He's very, you know, yeah. very open, very funny, very, uh, relaxed. Um, but anyway, so we did the nine throws and so it was, uh, you know, we all kind of got together and he talked about what he was talking about. And, uh, then we, <clears throat> he, um, uh, Demonstrated the, the, the first technique thing that he was doing. And then, you know, the other thing he did was he said, okay, so at the end, we're going to shoot them all. So don't worry about trying to shoot them. You know, I'll give you an opportunity, which, you know, kind of helped keep things moving. 
Mm-hmm. But then he, you know, we broke up and he said, okay, go grab a partner and, and, and give it a goo, as he would say. Give and it a goo. Give it a goo. Uh, <clears throat> and, I did uh, want to say, Ian Abanate. Yeah, I, I tried to get him to say massive impact. I, you know, he, he, <laughs> he, he did say massive one time, but he didn't say impact. But that's, um, <laughs> but he, uh, uh, it, it was great. Like the whole weekend he was like, he's like, is it okay when you give it a go? And then like we were all going to say no, you know, we want something else. So, yeah. uh, but you know, we all kind of dispersed into various areas. And of course it was that first night. And, uh, I was going there with my, uh, good Goju buddy, uh, Adrian Williams of Williams School of Goju here in Austin. And, mm-hmm. um, uh, but he wasn't there on Friday night. Uh, he, so uh, I just looked around. There was a guy standing there. And I was like, do you want to train? He said, sure. So I shook his hand and I said, uh, oh, where are you from? He goes, Austin. I'm like, seriously? You're kidding me. I come all the way here for it to return with the guy in Austin. What, what I mean, <laughs> I guess I was anyway because Adrian and I were going to work out. But, right, um, but still. Yeah, well, he was a Shotokan guy down south. So, But, I mean, one of the things that I got out of the weekend was, you know, uh, especially in the Abernathy Seminar, it, it's kind of the Switzerland of um that's nice because like everyone's like okay we all have this you know you guys do this and we do that but we're all coming together right here so now was it all karate guys uh well yeah yeah. i mean well it depends on who you talk to but yeah i mean there was there were a ton of taekwondo guys or there were a lot of american karate guys there uh now for all my american karate brethren uh many of them here in texas are really taekwondo guys (laughs) Okay, or, I'm or, not sure what American karate is actually. Yeah, so. exactly. It's it's you know, you know <clears throat> don't don't get mad, everybody. It's kind of a misnomer. There's no such thing as American karate, but um, <laughs> it was kind of a catch-all for people who you know, like you like you're talking about, kind of fell out right. and wanted to do their own thing. They kind of blended it and they called it American karate. Right. Anyway, so but uh, there were Shoryu guys there, Shotokan guys, uh, some Shitoru guys, uh, uh, quite a few Shoryu people there. Which uh, was I got to meet some of the or re-meet some of the people in Dallas that I used to train with from another show and school. Uh, I got to uh, run into a guy who, he left our federation uh, and he was there doing his instructor certification. He joined. So I was like, hey man, I didn't know you were coming. So uh, that was kind of a cool thing. So, but I mean, I guess what I was coming to that was, is, you know, I met a guy who I invited to one of my seminars. He's here in the area a couple times. And he said, well, you know, I kind of want to check get out before I bring my students and he says, yeah, I remember getting the emails, but you know, it was some timing issues, which you know, I was like, okay, whatever. But yep. you know, three years, but, um, <coughs> excuse me, but, uh, he, they really kind of, he's like, you know, I kind of want to check it out before I bring my students. And yeah. so, so I was kind of like, eh, I can kind of see that, but you know, it, so it, it was the, the Ian Abernathy Salonar is kind of a, a safe place. So, yeah. you know, uh, there were several people there from Austin and we all exchanged that contact information. And I said, like, look, we all clearly want to do this kind of thing. So let's get together and do this kind of thing. Ah, and, that's uh, cool. And you mean, I said, you know, I do these things every year and I'm getting ready to start working on my, my new one or I'm starting to work on my new one. I said, but um, we can just probably just get together and, you know, kind yeah. of go, not only go over this stuff, but just get together. So <clears throat> I think it was kind of a, for that, in my area, the way I looked at it was, it was a way to kind of let people know, it was like, hey, you know, we both kind of do this. And now you can see that I'm not, you know, trying to poach students or, you know, whatever. It's just a, right. it's a thing. So I thought that was kind of an interesting uh, deal. You know, one of the, um, one of my favorite seminars that is, is disbanded now, um, up here was, uh, they, they call it Gathering of the Tribes. And essentially it was, um, five or six, maybe seven, uh, different instructors from different styles and what they would do is they would schedule out um one to two hour blocks of essentially mini seminars and then they would have that for the whole weekend and that was a lot of fun to not just say oh i'm gonna go to this seminar and it's going to be, you know, three to four hours or whatever. And then I'm going to come home, but be able to, to like for an entire weekend, um, you know, all day, essentially all day, Sunday, all day, Saturday, uh, and do different instructors back to back, different concepts, 
um, and just get a feel for the way different instructors were. And, um, you know, sometimes they had two going on at once where you'd have to pick one over the other. Um, <clears throat> but they even had things like uh, yoga and Tai Chi and stuff. So you could even get, you know, a, a taste of something that maybe you've had never had exposure to. So maybe you guys could evolve that, uh, you know, hanging out together into a, a weekend seminar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's a uh, Okinawan system to do that? It's, it's called Gashaku, which is kind of like that. It's a it's just a weekend long training, and uh, some people break it up into you know different sections and stuff like that. Um, cool. Yeah, yeah. But this was just it was much more. It was kind of like you know we're we're all to some extent like minded people. Yeah. And so now we have like this safe place to kind of come together and kind of feel each other out a little bit. You know. That's so, cool. So I mean, yeah. So it still kind of works like that. <clears throat> it's. It's uh, kind of sad that it has to work that way, but um, yeah. you know, that, there it is. By the way, so we did the throws, and like, I mean, the, the throws are great because that's one of the things that um, that, that uh, you know when we talk about. I mean, we hadn't even touched kata. This was nothing to do with the actual kata application. This was just you know going over uh, throwing theory, uh, and the big thrust um, that that I really appreciate about Ian, and that I appreciate even more now, <clears throat> is that it. Uh, it I'll come up with things in my head and, and I'll say them in my dojo and they make a lot of sense to me and whatnot. But if, mm-hmm. I, if I hear him say the same thing, and I mean, sometimes it was almost verbatim. He said this, I was like, that's exactly what I say. <laughs> um, and it's not that, you know, that he, he took it, you know, but it's, it's, it's like, wow, that we really are kind of, cause at the end, when we were doing the interview, I kept getting jazzed when I would say something, he goes, that's exactly the way I am, you know? And, yeah, well, and you know, it adds it adds some I don't know credibility or legitimacy to your own thoughts to go because it's 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 tough, you know. I I know that your experiences is that you're, um, you know, I I know that you have some some mentors and things like that that you look to, but they're not necessarily as accessible as they used to be, and so to be able to 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 be have your ideas reinforced by somebody that you respect so much. Just makes you feel better, like oh, I'm on the right track, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> and, and so we, um, but he talked a lot about you know context. And, like, and so one of the big uh, threads to the weekend for me was like uh, the context of everything. And I'm a huge uh, proponent of context. And so um, when he was explaining something, and and so another note was um, the seminar was very tightly run. Like I mean, it was almost. Um, if I have anything that was maybe a little uh, bothersome, <clears throat> was mm-hmm. you almost didn't get enough time to really do everything. Like he would, uh. he would demonstrate it. He'd say, "Go give it a ghoul. We go out. We do it like <laughs> like two or three times, and he'd say, "Okay, everyone, come back together." And it was uh. either he was uh, emphasizing something that people were missing, or you know, extending it a little bit or whatever it was on to the next thing. So, on the now, what level were the students? I mean, was pretty, this pretty like much, in a Pretty much everyone was black belt. Um, okay, so this was an advanced class then. Yeah, there, there were some people there. I saw a couple people with green belts on and, you know, relative to what system you're in, that could be, mm-hmm. you know, intermediate-ish. Um, right. But it was mostly like, you know, brown belt, early black belt, black belt, and then like a whole range. There were like seventh degrees there. And, and wow. Yeah, so, um, but... Uh, uh, so, yeah, maybe it was a, I'm going to give you a taste and then, you know... I'm going to let you work on that at home kind of thing. Yeah. You know, I, I, I it, it was just, you know, you kind of get into a rhythm because some of the stuff you're just feeling, especially for people who have no sort of true concept of, of that form. I mean, I think most people probably had a version of whatever form he was talking about, mm-hmm. but if you didn't have any, or, you know, it was markedly different than your other one, maybe you were kind of getting a lot that, tougher to know. catch up. Yeah. But, um, so, but, I told my students, I said, you know, if you think I go on tangents, <laughs> Ian would, would, it was so funny because his uke was, like, you know, one of the guys in his instructor program and he'd be like, okay, so the guy, you know, punches you and he would start to punch and then he'd stop and turn away and, and he goes, oh yeah, another thing. And he would tell some story about whatever. <laughs> and then he'd turn back to the guy and he'd be like, okay, so he punches you and the guy would go to punch him. He goes like, and then this other thing happened and and so there'd be like three tangents and like he'd get ready to punch him like every time and you know, he'd, That's he'd too have funny. to stop him. But he'd always put his hands up so that way no errant punch, you know, hit him. Yeah. Um, but all the all the, the tangents were relative to what he was talking about. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we got through the throws and this was another, um, constant through, through the weekend was, uh, he would tell a lot of, uh, anecdotes and <clears throat> they were always in context of whatever he was trying to talk about. Yeah. Um, but the one thing that I noticed a lot was he was, he would say something like, he says, I was at this seminar and this happened and I was training with so-and-so and this happened. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we were working with, you know, this guy and this, <clears throat> but it was, it was always training. It was not, I was teaching a seminar. Ah. It was very rarely I was teaching something in class. It was always, I was working with these people at a seminar. Right. So one of the things that I got from that was, you know, he trains a lot. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and so, you know, you see these people, and, you know, you know us, we have the, the Cardi Cafe Hall of Fame. And it has right. a weight, you know, requirement. Um, right. <laughs> because a lot of the people in those Hall of Fames generally meet it. Um, right. It's the guys that get on the, the, the seminar circuit and they're teaching people and they're doing stuff and whatever. And some of these guys are zefted, let's say. Yeah. Uh, but you can tell that, that, that Ian, both by the way he applies his technique, uh, is not just on the internet reading a whole bunch and teaching seminars. He's actually training. Uh, well, and I'd be curious to see, you know, what his, what his seminar schedule looks like. Um, because, you know, I've got the impression that he has, um, that he has a season. Um, and during his seminar season, he does a bunch of seminars and then he doesn't do seminars off season kind of thing. And I'm not sure about that. Maybe that's no, just no. the impression. I mean, if you look at his schedule, cause like he was saying that, like, I mean, you, you that I mean, he definitely wants time off, and he actually, you know, he t- he talked mm-hmm. about, you know, getting time off. That you know, like he'll go and he'll do because because he does. If you look at his schedule, he does a lot of stuff like bouncing around in Europe and bouncing around in the in the UK itself. So yeah. I mean, I'm sure, there's a lot of like weekend stuff, but I mean, this is all he right. does, right? So he can yep. decide when to take off. He can. It's just like being a freelancer, you know, contractor or whatever. Right. And you can you can kind of decide. When you want to take it off. And so, I mean, I know that, um, uh, <clears throat> that he has, when you look at his schedule, it's like it's booked out, but yeah. it's mostly like stuff on the weekend. So I'm sure like during the week he's visiting and saying, right. People. And that's the thing is that if, you know, probably if he's doing s- seminars in, in the UK and even, even like Northern Europe and whatnot on, then on the weekdays, he's, you know, he's, he's working. Yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> he's, I mean, you know, and he has his dojo. So he, he has right. students at his dojo and he's doing all yeah. stuff like that. So yeah. But, um, but it was just interesting that, that, that many of his stories as examples of something were him training with somebody, not him mm-hmm. teaching a seminar or not, you know, whatever. And, and people that are, you know, ranked higher than he is. And, um, so, I mean, it was, again, it was kind of one of those like, ooh, he's just like me. He likes to train. So, <laughs> uh, that was pretty interesting. <clears throat> the other thing that I noted that, um, you know, we've done a, an episode in the past where like everybody has a thing. So, you know, when we, uh, when you when you look at, at people, so I noticed that like his uke, he wears his his sleeves like rolled all the way up past his elbows. Okay. Well, I know a lot of people when they roll their sleeves up, it's like generally below the elbows. But like his uke, the guy, uh, I can't remember his name right now. I think he was from Chicago. Um, but he also had his sleeves like rolled up past his shoulder, his elbows. I'm like, uh-huh. okay, so he's clearly like, you know, I don't know if that's a a requirement of the WCA that you have to do that, but um, <laughs> it was kind of interesting. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, so then on, on Saturday, you know, we got together and we, we all did, uh, we actually dove into the kata. So the thing that was kind of interesting was, uh, my good buddy Adrian is a goju guy. And I think he was the only goju guy there. Pretty much everyone else were, uh, uh, uh guys, shorin guys, or, um, you know, taekwondo dudes or, or whatnot. <clears throat> um, so the, um, uh, so that was kind of, kind of interesting because so he was like, so he had no real concept of many of the kata that we were, actually almost all the kata that we were going over. <clears throat> but, and, and it's, you know. So this is gonna, you know, I, I, I'm, I, I'm hoping that, uh, my ignorance will be beneficial to others. What particular brand of, of karate does Ian practice? Well, he started out in, well, you clearly didn't read his. If you, if you'd showed up without your, Oh my, quote unquote, detached retina. Then you would have been able to ask him that. 
Um, <laughs> well, I'm asking it for the people that don't know. And, well, you know, you know, you know, well, now apparently we have a whole bunch of listeners that do know. Uh, <clears throat> and, and again, welcome aboard. Uh, he started out in Wadoru, which is a, a Japanese uh, karate. And and funny sounding. And and kind of, yeah, well, not if you get hit by one. Uh, our good <laughs> friend Matt Matson, who, you know, has been a, oh, yeah. on the bike. Yeah, he does Wadoru. And, uh, oh. um, yeah, so, and then I think he kind of moved away. Um, that was one of the things that I wanted to talk to Ian about, and I didn't, and maybe we could get him back on. That was the other is thing. His, is his move away? It, uh, is um, is uh, how uh, UK martial arts works, because I understand it's kind of regulated, and I could be wrong about that, but my impression oh. was that the Britain actually kind of regulates its martial arts in some way. Um, but uh, mm. Ian, when I was talking to him, and, and again at the seminar, he, he reiterated, he's like, yeah, when you want to talk again, just give me a yell, you know, and we can, you know, schedule a cool. time out, So. Um, actually, you know what? I, I, now is probably a good time to mention it. Um, if there are some, some UK, uh, karate folks and they want to answer that question on our, uh, Facebook page, I think that would be a great spot to go have a discussion about, um, regulating martial arts and stuff. Ah, good use of technology, Dan. Yeah. No, yes, we, indeed. We, are, uh, we, I mean, we, we've gotten many, many new guys jumping on, and gals jumping on the uh, the Facebook page. So, mm-hmm. uh, and we actually had like when we um, were on a hiatus, we had a little bit of we had some good momentum, some good questions being asked, and that was that was pretty awesome. Um, but, and I should be on there a little bit more often now that I have I've, I, my my new job allows me to uh, to Facebook occasionally. So to keep an eye on it. That's right. Ah, uh, no, I'm not gonna. Nice. I'm not gonna let that only, go. I only got one good one left. So yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> Um, anyway, so we went through there and, um, uh, <clears throat> you know, Adrian was like, ah, and I was like, you know, so he would kind of demonstrate the sequence of the kata mm-hmm. and then, and then they do the thing. And then, you know, he was just working with me so I could kind of step him through it. But what he re- realized really quickly and it's something that I've often talked about is <clears throat> he would go like, Oh, that's just like the move in some goju kata. It's like, ah. yeah, I mean, those guys all train together, right? So. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where it really kind of got into the thick in the, in the weeds of, of him talking about the context of like how karate was formed and, and you know, how it, you know, uh, changed mm-hmm. in when it got to Japan and, you know, and, and, and what the old karate masters in Okinawa said yeah. and then reflected into the karate masters in Japan and then, then, you know, it's coming out today was, it, you know, that it was, it, you know, if, if nothing else, you can say it's like continuity. Right, as, mm-hmm. as like like you know, these guys are saying it. You know, a hundred years ago, these guys are saying it. Fifty years ago, these guys, you know, we're saying it again today. Yeah, and you know, and people are coming back and like discovering it. Oh, you know, um, but when you know, it's been there. Just it fell out for whatever reason. You know. Yeah. So when when he talked about, um, you know, uh, he would do something. He'd say like, okay, you know, this. This, this system's version is like this. This system's version is like this. Uh, you know, which again showed like his versatility of mm-hmm. being. Obviously he's, you know, yeah, he's had experience with all that. Right. So, and, and he would say he would let that go. But anyway, we were, uh, and then, you know, we'd all get together and sit down and at the feet and he would talk about whatever. <clears throat> and I came up to him at one point and I said like, you know, I really, I really appreciate you saying that, you know, this, Sequence of moves fits with the kata and not, this is what the kata is. It's because uh, I, I think a lot of people, and that's kind of, you know, it, it's, it's really, you know, like the jumping off point for people who are looking for, you know. For, right. The well, no, it's not or whatever. Yeah, well, the practical karate and kind of moving away from, you know, maybe some martial hipsterism and some evangelism and whatnot of, you know, this is what this is and this is the only thing it can be. Right. Is, well, no. <laughs> And, and, and if you, if you come from the standpoint of this is what I see in it. Right. Then, then you, then the discussion becomes about the interpretation as opposed to the discussion becomes then about what it is or what it isn't. Yeah. And so for us, it was like, it was in, and with, with Adrian, it was like, well, you know, that's, that's a core concept. And look, it's in my kata, it's in your kata. It's just in a different place in your kata. And it's a different application because they're very bunkai driven. They have a very, ah. they have kind of a, they have bunkai sets for each kata. It's kind of like the official bunkai. And, oh, interesting. And that's fine. And that's, you know, cause it's a teaching tool. And we actually right. had a discussion with this on another Facebook 
uh, group that we're a member on about, you know, the fact that that helps teach the kata, but that's not the end of the kata. So, um, so as we went down, it was kind of, kind of neat because like, you know, we, we'd work together to do stuff and Adrian would be like, Oh, that's like this thing. And he'd start thinking about it. You can see the wheels turning and he'd go and he'd take notes and, and write stuff down. So, um, uh, it was great. And then it's what I would look around on that day and you would see people who, <clears throat> you know, I'm sure like we were talking about, they're there because there's a component of their martial arts that they, you know, <clears throat> with, with all due respect to, to, to many other people, and people mm-hmm. know I have opinions on this, are, you know, there are systems that have forgotten what kata's for and what it actually meant and what it was, you know, what was in the kata. And the, the, so, <clears throat> so you can see look, it's like a little kid at Christmas, like their faces lighting up. So there was one guy there who was a fairly high ranking American karate guy. And he was just, he was like, you could, the way he was moving, it was like he was super excited. Like he was got a toy yeah. and he was playing with it. And it's, and it was a, it was a technique that, We've seen before and we've worked on before and stuff like that. So it was, it was just, uh, he'd put it together as a drill and whatnot. So, um, that was kind of an interesting, you know, thing to kind of look around and see how people are doing it. You know? Yeah. I, you know, I have, um, again, sort of back to, to my history of kind of garage martial arts and stuff is that there are a lot of, um, what I'll call modern or, I think, you know, more accurately newer styles, um, that don't include any kind of forms or kata or patterns or whatever you want to call them. Um, because they, they don't understand the value in them. Either someone has simply, you know, gone to, to teach and dropped them from the curriculum or they have created a, sort of a style of th- styles like Kent Nelson has um, and really just has chosen not to have them as part of the core curriculum. And I think that's a, I think that's a real disadvantage to the students. Um, I'm a big proponent of, of kata and forms and patterns and whatnot, because I really think that that establishes kind of a, a dictionary for the students. And, you know, if, um, even, even the bunk eye and whatnot, uh, if, if you lose everything else and, and you have martial knowledge, um, you can apply th- that concept and, and that knowledge to the kata and, and pull the value out of it. Um, so sort of having that as your foundation, uh, or not even as part of your foundation, I would say, is you you really end up missing a, a strong component if if that's not one of the big focuses of your style, in my opinion. Oh yeah. Well, I was talking with um, a friend of mine. He's been to some of my seminars. He's a Tong Sudo guy, and he was going to go. And vicissitudes of life prevented him from going. But uh, he and for all our our, our new newfound Tong Sudo listeners, um, that uh, he he said that his well, I guess you know the impression of it that his instructor in his school. Is, is that he was saying, well, a lot of Korean systems, they have the kata, they have these forms that were liberated from other places and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And they don't, they don't match what they do the rest of the time. He said, because they're really, yeah. they're kind of for show. They're a place to, to, they're there because apparently martial arts are supposed to have forms kind of thing. <laughs> right. And so they have those. Yeah. But it doesn't reflect what they do in the system, which is like my big bugaboo is like everything in your system should reflect everything else. There shouldn't be any sort of, you know, outliers. And, um, and he was like, yeah, you know, so, so that's why I kind of started looking because my instructor couldn't tell me what this stuff was. He would give yeah. me sort of a, a vague overview or whatever. But then I'd go and I'd talk to people and read stuff and like it just, you know, I could see this guy didn't, he says, I, I like my system. I'm not going to change. I'm not going to, you know, he said, but, I need to tweak it. And so that was a, another kind of thing that kind of kicked around. Maybe a topic later is, you know, <clears throat> kind of, you know, people who discover, you know, that there really is no Santa Claus 
and, you know, right. in, the, in their system and they go, ah, you know, and some people will just like hang on to it and pull other stuff into it. Yeah. And, you know, and then some people will like flip out and go like, oh, no, I'm going to do Kamaka, you know, or, or whatever. Right. Um, well, and we've talked about it before. I mean, there's, there's definitely a tendency to be, become disenchanted, uh, especially, you know, if, if you're one of these people that, uh, and I know that there are a lot of schools out there that say, oh, you, for example, you can't spar with anybody outside of your school, much less style, you know, and then you meet a buddy who has been doing MMA or something like that, and they go, ah, your, your instructor will never find out, come over to my house, we'll spar a little bit, and you get smoked like you know, you're a little kid on the playground all over again. And you start to go, geez, have I, have I wasted the years of my life on this particular style? In fact, um, uh, who's the fear factor guy? Um, oh, Rogan? Rogan. Rogan has a long talk about his, his disenchantment with uh, Taekwondo. Um, now, and I'm not saying that you know, I 100% agree with him and, you know, that's his journey, obviously, and not everybody's journey. And I'm not even, I, I would say that if the, the majority of the value you put in martial arts is self-defense, then you're missing a lot. But, um, I guess my point is, is I think that that's just, that's, that's part of the cycle that everybody goes through is they say, geez, you know, is, is, is this thing that I'm doing worth doing? Yeah. Uh, and it's, well, and it's yeah. a scary moment, you know? Uh, yeah, and, and, there, and there's a, there's a scale on that, you know, or, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a, a range on that, cause, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, 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 we do a little groundwork. We don't do a lot of groundwork. Mm-hmm. And, um, <clears throat> you know, when you everyone, oh, 90% of the fights in for the ground, blah, blah, blah. We hear all this stuff like that. And yeah. so, but I'm kind of the mind, like, well, I'm just not going to try and go to the ground. And like, well, what if they tap at you? I said, well, then I'll deal with that on the ground. You know, I mean, I'm, I, but I, I don't want to do just all groundwork all the time. Right. It just, it doesn't appeal to me, you know, and so people, but, well, and that's makes, gotta be part of it, right? Well, yeah, but I mean, someone is, is, is like, I acknowledge that. I'll like, I acknowledge, hey, I'm not a ground fighter. You know, right. I'm not, I don't, you know, I don't, that's, that is, if, if there is a hole in my training other than everything that I do, uh, it's that I don't, you know, advocate or pursue going to the ground as yep. a well-rounded martial artist. Perhaps I should and, as a well-rounded martial artist, I think I part of the roundedness is is acknowledging like, well, there's the hole in my game. You know. Yeah, and um, you know, I think too that um, I I think you're you're miles ahead of a lot of the other people that either make excuses and say, well, I don't need it as part of my game, and I don't care, and all this ground stuff is BS, and blah blah blah, and my way is the best way. And you're also miles ahead of, of the people that, um, don't even acknowledge or see that it's something that they might be lacking. Um, because if, if a student of yours comes to you and says, Hey, you know, I was thinking about entering this MMA tournament on the weekend, you would at least have the wherewithal to go, well, you know, we don't do a whole lot of ground stuff in our school. And <laughs> that's something that I am lacking and probably something that you're lacking. So before you do something like that, you may want to go to a jujitsu seminar once or twice or have a couple private lessons or, you know, I think really, that, really, really good at punching. <laughs> right. Um, and I really think the most valuable thing for people that don't ground fight is practice with a ground fighter to stay on your feet because it's a lot easier to learn how to stay on your feet than it is to ground fight. So, right. So, so learning ground defense is probably a lot more effective for a striker than trying to say, well, I'm going to learn their game. Well, I'm going to learn to defend their game so that, because that's what ground fighters do. I mean, jujitsu guys, they don't learn how to punch. They learn how to not get punched while they're taking you to the ground. So, you know, stand-up fighters can do the same thing, just the opposite direction. So anyway, yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess my point being is that it's, it's important to 
to to not just say oh it doesn't matter and it's all bs but to all, to to be able to acknowledge to you and your students that hey it's it's a hole in my game but it's not one i'm all that interested in in filling you know it doesn't attract me it doesn't it's not my thing and i just don't i mean you're you're not planning on going to any mma tournaments anytime soon so it's it's not like you know who cares <laughs> is the thing right. yeah so i mean there were people there that were there with students mm-hmm. and 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 again some of the guys that were were really very excited you could tell that their students were not comfortable with the uh material oh but they'd never seen it they'd never done it they wonder so it was i think probably for those people sort of a you know sort of a tacit admission is like th- this is the whole learn game yeah. You know, we, we have these forms and we don't know that much about them. So, and, and I guess, so again, that brings me back to that whole Switzerland thing was like, so instead of contacting local martial artists or local martial art instructors and having to kind of, and this sounds bad, but, it, but I mean, in my head, I guess it is, is, and go up to and go like, can you help me with these things? We have these things that are from you guys, let's say. Mm hmm. And we don't know that much about them. Could we yeah. get together and, and train with these? So you, you kind of come to a, you know, the UN. But even like the UN, uh, that'll, that'll maybe maybe that'll be the name of the podcast. There you Kate go. Kate Abernathy is the new UN ambassador or UN general, <laughs> the Buchos Buchos Ian of uh, martial arts. Um, and so it's like it's okay. Now here's this neutral neutral territory. Everyone kind of learning the same stuff. Yeah. Um, and so, but so you could just, but you could see people were having all these various sort of experiences with, with something with, you know, a mechanism that you already understand to, to a degree. And then like people like discovering new things about stuff that they don't know, but they see how close it is to what something they already know is. And that's the key, I think, uh, to bring this back to a positive spin. And mm-hmm. the, the key, I think, of, of, uh, the, the walk down the practical karate path and, and re-reviewing and, and researching and, and kind of diving deep, you know, cause, cause he touched upon the thing once again that they said, like, back in Okinawa, you know, you would work on one form for like 10 years. Right. And then they would give you the next kata, you know, so it's, and yeah, I've told my students that a lot, you know, when they get like, oh, I'm a little bit bored. I'm like, hey, dude, you're not, you don't have to do this for 10 years, you know, so, <laughs> uh, it, it's up with that. But anyway, so, uh, back to the seminar. So, uh, but so Saturday was, was, you know, kind of a long day. And, but I mean, he, you know, he kept it going, you know, you'd come and you talk and you do stuff for a little bit. And then, you know, uh, Guy was sweaty at the end of the day. I mean, I took a couple of Guy, you know, Prada Gear Guy from, from Prada Gear. Nice. Um, and, um, we were down, but so, but the, <clears throat> the kind of the cool thing, uh, or make, again, making it all about me is uh-huh. I'm standing there in my own business and, and you know, like a dude walked up and goes, are you Paul from Karate Cafe? What? And I'm like, yes, I am. What? And he goes, oh man, I've been listening to your show. I just discovered it a little back ago. I'm like, no kidding. Right on, dude. You know, so like someone recognized me from the internet, you know? That is too cool. Apparently, you know, I mean, they see my face. So I mean, it's not my, my dulcet tones over the internet. It's they, <laughs> someone actually looked at my face and, um, and they were like, oh man, good job. You really, you know, I, one can say like, you know, honestly, I just started listening to him like, you know, six months ago or something like that. But, yeah. Um, and, and I can't remember that cat's name. Um, but then did they, did they say, Oh, it's nice to meet you, but I really wish I had been able to meet Dan. Yeah, pretty much. It was, yeah. they said, where's Dan? And I said, well, I detached his retina and they said, <laughs> Oh, okay. You, you, you punched me so hard. I could feel it over the internet. That's right. Um, uh, anyway, uh, <clears throat> they, um, but but then and then later in the afternoon or the or maybe it was the next day I can't no, I think it was later in the afternoon another guy walked up to me and said like you know you're Paul from Karate Cafe right I'm like yes I am and that was, <laughs> that was this guy named Hayden who had come here from New York and I gave him one of uh, the Prana Gear shirts and, oh, cool. uh, and he posted on there um, yeah he was really nice I got a picture with him I was like wow I feel like a uh, I'm a Kardashian or something people are coming up and, <laughs> and, and wanting to get pictures with me this is great you know so, that's cool yeah so uh, so Hayden hey how you doing man and Guy with the beard whose name I can't remember, and I'm, I apologize. Uh, uh, thanks for listening. Um, and and then we got like a, and then after the show, we, I mean, after the, the seminar, we got another rash of uh, listeners, so, or, you know, or downloads or whatever. So I, I think that, you know, that kind of maybe being there, I, he didn't mention anything about us at, <clears throat> at the seminar, but I mean, I'm, I think people 
talk because I talked to the guy who coordinated it and yeah and whatnot. Um, but and then so then Sunday was was more of the same. I mean, it was you know we're in there, we're working out. Yep. Uh, you, you could walk up to Ian any time and ask him questions about stuff. Um, Adrian actually got him. You know, took a, a, a time and a break to say, like, you know, I do goju, and this is like this kata. And he was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, and then he would go through the thing. Mm-hmm. And I shot some video of him, like, you know, basically picking Adrian up and getting ready to slam him down on his knee or whatever from, he's like, you do this and you do that. Then you pick him up and you drop him, you know. And uh, Oh, that's cool. You so, should put that video on the on the Facebook page. Yeah, well, see, that's the thing. Um uh, or, yeah. or is or is that that not okay? There's an embargo, and I and I completely understand yep. that. I mean, it, yep. Some of the techniques that he taught were techniques that I, you know, kind of fostered on my own as well. You know, right to, to varying degree. But he was like, you know, don't. He says, even if you post it somewhere and keep it private, it will end up on the internet. And I appreciate it if you didn't. And yep. totally good because this is what he does for his living. You know, so well, and I'm sure it would be different if you know if if you. Uh, had some technique that you were doing and, you know, developed that completely independently and had video of you doing it in your school and didn't credit him with it at all. I mean, that is your thing and you're doing your thing. And if you were inspired by him, that's kind of different. But if it's a video that is taken during one of his seminars in his seminar with his name attached to it, that's that's kind of his intellectual property, you know. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> you know. So, so. It, it, it's all in an homage. Yeah, the um, um, I mean, I, I took so much out of it. It was, you know, <clears throat> I mean, in my head at night, I was, you know, kind of thinking about it when we were yeah. reading. It was just, you know, it, it it was it was a, you know, a, sort of a, I guess for lack of a better word, like a, a confirmation of the things that I had in my mm-hmm. head. And it's like, mm-hmm. he's saying them, you know, unscripted. Yeah. He's just, he's coming. And then it's like, yeah, I've always kind of wondered what that was. You know? yeah. <clears throat> and so, but, you know, you see like heads nodding, you know, you like look around when we're sitting there and listening to mm-hmm. it. And, and like people are like, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, so uh, that was pretty good. It was, it was a, another, again, just a baseline, a great opportunity to just like meet other people. Cause there were a lot yeah. of people from the sort of Texas area that were there. And so, you know, um, and I got people to put on my mailing list for, yeah, and everyone I met, I said, you know, when you're in Austin, yeah, no kidding. you know, uh, it, <clears throat> and you know, whether that we'll see any of these people ever again, who knows? But now, um, is it, is it pretty common among, um, like karate seminars that it is, it's, it's generally one specific style that attends and it doesn't really cross over much? I think so, mostly, yeah. I mean, mostly. I think, I think there's a lot of, um, well, most people tend to have, you know, their federations and their federations do stuff. You know? Right. They, so they, the federation sponsors it. So. Yeah. They, they tend to swim in their own right. waters. Um, yeah. kind of one of the things, <clears throat> and it's probably because, you know, do with the, the WCA is like you were mm-hmm. saying, it's sort of at the beginning of the show is, you know, people who are, have blazed their own trail for whatever reason. Yep. You know, and, <clears throat> and, and, you know, you could argue that it's, yes, it's legitimacy. Maybe it's that mm-hmm. they're, they're taking their first steps of like, oh, you know, there is this part of my training that I don't have a a good grasp a handle on, on yeah. Know? And so, but this guy does, and clearly people all over the world listen to him. So maybe I should yep. go check it out. Yep, for sure. The um, so um, so then the Sunday was was, was again like more of the same, and it went through, and people were pretty beat by, by my Sunday. Um, I bet. There were there was a section with chokes, so there was lots of takedowns, um, and they, they had pads and stuff. And we were on a uh, like a sprung like uh, uh, basketball floor. But um, by the end of the weekend, it was, I mean it was a workout. It was yeah. I went through two gi and um, well, you know that's the other thing is that I don't, I, you know you don't want to have a, you don't want to have to you don't want to go to all the trouble of getting to the seminar and then not have a good workout. So. Right, you know, and that's one of, that was, I guess maybe if, if, if even, like the first night was throw, so there was a lot of being thrown and getting up off the ground, so there's a little, mm-hmm. and then there was maybe a little bit less on Saturday and Sunday, unless it actually dictated it, but, um, one of the things I noticed is, is, you know, they said like, can you do this? Like, don't do this too many times, cause that's gonna hurt. <laughs> He's like, you know, okay, here's a neck crank. I'd only do that maybe like once, you know? And, yeah. And get a feel for it, and then just kind of go through the motions after that. Yeah, because um, it's different, you know. I mean, I'm sure that uh, he has had to adjust for that, and that really, you know, putting 
putting people through their paces for an entire weekend is a whole lot different than teaching a one or two hour class three times a week. You know, you can, you have a little bit more recovery time when you're dealing with a regular, regular scheduled class versus, you know, you have to make sure people survive to the second day kind of thing. Yeah. You know, so he was, he was very, very on top of that. But, but then, um, most of the, uh, I think a lot of the workout on Saturday and Sunday was the aerobic thing of, of running, trying to get to the place where you're working out, working out three or four times with whoever you're working out with, mm-hmm. and then running back to when he said, okay, everyone come here. So you're like running, you're basically doing wind sprints on the, uh, <laughs> on the, on the thing, like going back, listening to what he's saying, running back over so you can get. So to, how many, roughly how many people were there? There was like 60-ish oh. people. Yeah, it was. Wow. It was fairly tight in there. I mean, that's I mean, not the, that's not the picture I had in my head. No. I had like maybe 20 people. No, that's a lot dude, of people. There were a lot of people there. And, uh, uh, yeah, it was, it was well attended. Um, you know, one of the things that, uh, that was also very cool. And again, I guess it was probably because it was the, the, the UN of martial arts was like, I did one thing where, um, like Adrian left early. He, he left early on, on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And so I was standing there and there'd be people who like, there were just odd numbers. So there were like three people working together. And like, so, ah, like, you know, yep. that, like A and B would work together and then B and C would work together and then B and yep. A would work together, you know. So, and then there'd be an extra guy and they'd be like, oh, do you want, and there was X number of mats. So people would do a thing and then, okay, you know, it's fun. I see. So there was a lot of really good cooperation going, you know, again, again fostered by Ian, but. But that's yeah. a lot of people. Yeah, there weren't people that were very aloof. Uh, Adrian apparently ran into a time where he was trying to help somebody. Yeah. There were some younger kids or, you know, like some teenagers or, or whatever that, <clears throat> you know, had their black belt. And mm-hmm. and they were doing the, the technique and he's like, uh, they're totally, they're missing whatever the concept was. And so he kind of went over there to, you know, say like, oh, well, this is kind of what they're talking about. Right. And apparently they were fairly snotty. So they just weren't very engaged. Yeah. Well, they, yeah. no, they were very much like, well, you're not my instructor. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, but he's a fourth degree. He's got four stripes. <laughs> right. His gi's all sweaty. He's doing stuff and he took the time yeah. to come over and talk to you. You probably want to, you know, let it go. Now, are you, are you talking about, um, Ian's assistant? No, no, there's Adrian, the oh. guy I was working with. Oh, um, the guy you, you were working with. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Ian, you know, Ian walked around, he would do the mystery thing, then he and Yeah, the... that's just, that's youth, you know? Yeah. I mean, uh, it's, it, <laughs> I, I have learned that, uh, you know, when you're, when you're in that mode, regardless of who comes over and, and, and talks to you, unless they're just completely wasting your time, it doesn't hurt to like listen and evaluate, right. you know? <clears throat> right, yeah, well, I mean, uh, cause I was, when actually when he walked off to do the thing, I was like, well, I'm just standing here. And I, I watched some guys who were working together and a guy was doing an arm bar and one of the guys was doing the arm bar and he was, he was doing it in, in a way that was not super duper effective. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so mm-hmm. I went over there and was like, Hey man, you know, if you do it like this, try it like this. Yeah. It, it'll be awesome. He's like, Oh no. Yeah, we did that, but it hurts. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and I was like, you know, good point. Sorry. My bad. You know, and, uh, yeah. and I was watching him do their thing. Um, but no, Ian, you know, worked the floor and walked around and, yeah. and generally he would, you know, if he would come across something, then he, that's when he'd call everybody together and go, okay, no, yeah. you're missing this. Um, so I'm curious cause I'm, cause I'm kind of a, a, a douche and not afraid to, to, to talk about this on the podcast. How, how, how much, what, what was the cost of the seminar? It was like 140 bucks. So a hundred and, What's 140 times 60? Hey, you know, man, I'm not, uh, you know. I, uh, see? Well, I don't I'm know. curious because that, that is some fat loot right there. That's, yeah. uh, what, about nine grand? Well, he's flying internationally. There was oh, a big space. I mean, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it. Like that. Well, you know, I'm sure he didn't get all that. I mean, but <clears throat> I mean, they, they, they had to rent out. It was in a boys' club, so they had right. to rent that space out for three days. Yeah. You know, no, I'm thinking uh, totally whatever part of that he got. It, I'm, I'm sure he totally deserved, if not more. I'm just saying that is a that's that's a good gig, man. Like that's that's the goal, right? Yeah, totally. You know, yeah. and uh, we, <clears throat> yeah. I can't. You know, all the all the. And it's actually later, right? well, so. It was a Saturday and Sunday. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Friday night, Saturday, Friday, Saturday, Saturday, and Sunday. And actually, that's that's pretty darn cheap. Yeah. For the seminars that I've been to, that's like half the cost of of the ones that I've seen. Yeah, you know, and so that's you know one of the things that we talk about as instructors is like when students kind of bitch about dues, go like, well, some of this is going for me to train. 
right? Right. And then I take that training and I bring it back to you. Right. And so yeah. there, there's no, you know, the, yeah. <clears throat> let it go, you know. So no, yeah. it was it was definitely yeah. worth it. And again, thank you very much, Bill at Prana Gear for 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 uh, yeah, that is awesome. That. The um the uh, the thing I'll leave it at, and this will be my my, my other uh, triumphant moment for the weekend was we were uh-huh. doing uh, <clears throat> the other thing that um. You know, with me and Ian is, Ian is very much about, like, he said, this is all setting people up. He says, karate is a striking art. And so everything you do should set someone up. Do you hit them? Yeah. <laughs> you know, he wasn't doing fancy, you know, like this, I will hit appendix four and you'll fall down and then this won't cause you to lose consciousness. No, it was like, you do this and look, there's his chin, punch, you know, and this is yeah. like, there's his, his ribs, punch, you know. So, uh, and, and I'm a little less about that. Um, mm-hmm. but it did open my eyes to maybe, uh, the, the value scale, of that? Well, yeah, and the scalability of it, of like, you know, mm-hmm. the baseline is you're striking somebody. I was like, yeah, that's a good point. You know, so that was the context yeah. once again. And then, but then it was also in my head when I do my seminars, which don't think I wasn't like gleaning every little bit of, of what he was doing. Yeah. And, and how to set up a seminar was also, you know, then look at the different permutations of that technique. So mm-hmm. this sets it up for a punch, but then this sets it up for an arm bar, and then this sets it up for ah. a and I was like, okay, so we were doing a thing where it was doing a thing into an arm bar and then you lock them and then you punch them. And, mm-hmm. and we do arm bars a lot and I'm a big fan of arm bars. So I whipped out an arm bar and, and my good buddy Adrian, uh, hit the floor, like basically face first and, you know, he did a break fall and stopped him. But Ian was walking by just at that moment and he's like, he stops and he points at me and he goes, excellent technique. Drive their face in the floor. You don't have to punch them. <laughs> And I was like, "Woo!" You, you let the drop. ground punch him. Yeah, I was like, "Light drop, I'm out." Ian said, "I did a good right. job." That's you know? it. So, and on a good, uh, and on a good note. <laughs> yeah. So, it's not, but he was, he was like, you know, he's like, "There's there, none of this is set in stone." Was kind of right. one of the things that, that I took from that is, is like, you know, that's part of my part is a kata can be exploded, and you can take one individual component and run with mm-hmm. it. So, um, I took that as sort of a tacit. Uh, his agreement that that's a correct statement. And it was, and we talked about that a little bit, um, yeah. through, through the thing. So, but anyway, uh, overall, it was a fantastic weekend. I met some great people. Uh, I got some, some, some great ideas. Uh, I think everyone, everyone who, who, uh, went there definitely got stuff out of it. There, there were people there who got their instructor certification for, uh, the WCA because he would do, that was the thing. He said, you know, like, you know, I do stuff in the evening. We work on our instructors, uh-huh. but like after the core, after, so after people worked out all day, then they were also working on their instructor stuff. And we didn't, uh, we kind of left them alone. I didn't watch any of that. Um, but a friend of the friend of mine that does that, I, I kind of pinged him to say, you know, what's involved in that? Yeah. So to find out that would be kind of interesting, but, uh, it was, uh, <clears throat> a fantastic opportunity and I'm so glad I got to do it. And I hope I get to do it again in the future. Again, he's super duper busy, but, um, uh, for anyone who's listening in the Dallas, Dallas and Austin area, <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, if anyone's listening, go. Uh, but, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm getting ready to work on my Bunkai seminar, which will be, uh, almost as awesome. Uh, almost as awesome. Almost as awesome. Uh, and, and, I, and I'm, I'm gonna have to hold my back from saying punch and give punch. it a go. Give it a go. <laughs> give it a go. I've been doing it in all class all week. I've been, you know, punch, <laughs> give it a go. Um, yeah, it was, it was a great time. Um, that's cool. And, you know, got to meet some new viewers. We get, uh, got to meet some listeners. Picked up some new listeners, so I hope they will enjoy this show and the many more that will come after this. Yeah. The uh, anyway, so <clears throat> so go to Piranha Gear and yeah, uh, buy some junk so he can continue sending me the cool seminars. Totally buy don't, some stuff from Bill. And don't think I haven't been. And also, uh, many people have been using the Karate Cafe link. To That's Amazon, cool. Buying That's cool awesome. Stuff, buying hard drives as an IT guy, I fully support that. I've probably gotten half a dozen new subscribers to the Dojo Manager. Excellent. Yeah. So that was yeah. it. Um, there was, um, uh, <clears throat> yeah, because uh, I've, I, I've been seeing the clicks on our website and where they're going. A lot of people have been checking it out. Uh, so you shouldn't check where your traffic is coming from. So you should see okay. a spike yeah. from Karate Cafe. Um, yeah. And uh, a lot of traffic from Facebook and stuff. So, uh, thank you guys for the support and continue uh, supporting us. If you guys want to donate, hit the donate button and uh, hit the donate button. Hit the donate button. Um, uh, anyway, it was great. This is the first show of 2016. Hopefully, we'll have many, many more now that we'll Dan, rock them out. Dan has recovered from his his injury. That's right. Uh, and uh, Dan, great talking yes. to you. Yes, glad you're back it's in the saddle. Great talking to you. Yeah. It, uh, 
feels good to get back in the dojo, the, the virtual dojo. The virtual dojo, right. Yeah. Uh, and we will talk to you all again very soon. Thanks for listening to another episode of Karate Cafe. You can join the conversation by emailing us at karatecafe at gmail.com. Call our comment line at 469-844-5791 or log into the forum at karatecafe.com. Remember, you can support the show by visiting our sponsor, piranagear.com, or shopping at Amazon through our link, karatecafe.com slash Amazon, or donate at karatecafe.com. I'm Steve Henderson, proud supporter and voice talent for Karate Cafe. If you or someone you know needs an effective voice for a film, television, radio, or new media web project, contact me at stevehendersonvoiceovers at gmail.com or call me at 404-314-8400. Once again, thanks for listening to Karate Cafe.